I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the News Du Jour, a calmer space to consume the news. Uh, I spent the weekend with a baby, nine month old, with COVID. It was rough to say the least, and then at the end, he also popped out his first tooth. So (laughs) to say it was stressful was an understatement. He was in a lot of pain for more than one reason, as we found out. Yeah, that's how my weekend went. I also was sucked into all of the Haley Bieber, Selena Gomez drama that is going down on TikTok. And I was debating bringing it on here. You know, we do cover celebrity news, but it feels like a little high school. That said, I know you guys probably don't have the time to go down the rabbit hole. So maybe I can save you that time. Definitely hit me up in social media and let me know if that's something you would want to hear on an episode. Because uh, I am totally down to break it down for you guys. I could do that off the top of my head. Anywho, today we have an announcement here at the top, no mini stories, and then most of this episode is going to be spent discussing the Murdaugh trial. So let's get into it. First up, our announcement. So the date has been set for the very first Republican presidential debate for the 2024 primaries. It will take place in August in Milwaukee. Apparently, anyone participating in the the debate actually had to sign a release pledging their support to whoever wins the Republican nomination. So that's an interesting move. I don't know if that's typical or not. I'm going to do a little research on that for you guys, because if it's not typical, I think it's very telling of the times. But we'll keep you guys posted on all of the election drama as it ramps up, because you guys know I love to break down a presidential election. And then here at the top, of course, we had to talk about the one-year anniversary of the war in Ukraine. So Friday marked the one-year anniversary, and we have been breaking down this war since it began. So I know you guys are probably exhausted um, hearing the ins and outs, but I wanted to kind of give you guys an update about where things stand today. So honestly, as many of you probably know, we are at a bit of a standstill. If we had to say which side is winning this war, it would be Ukraine for sure. But what's it going to take to actually get Russian invaders out of their country for good? Who can say? It's going to be a feat. And losing, honestly, will not be something that the Kremlin would take lightly. And it might cause him to actually lash out in other ways against other people and could be very dangerous globally. 
I actually read an opinion piece for the New York Times that asserted that this stalemate might actually be the safest thing. But at the same time, people are losing their lives daily. Ukraine deserves to be at peace and restore their buildings and their cultural heritage sites. They deserve not to have to worry about air raids and war crimes and just live. And as long as Russia is occupying, that's not going to happen. So that's kind of where things stand today. But in related news, the leader of Belarus is actually headed to China for a three-day visit. And while this may not sound like a big deal, oh, think again. So you see, Belarus is the country that allowed Putin to basically come in and use their territory right next to Ukraine as a base camp to train and deploy military troops, vehicles, and supplies. They are staunchly loyal to Russia and one of the few true Russian allies. They too have a puppet government with a puppet leader that the people do not want. So them hanging out with China, well, it should be enough to send shivers down your spine. We don't want them all teaming up. And Next up for today, we're going to spend the rest of the episode breaking down the Murdoch trial. So there is a lot to unpack here. I'm actually surprised that we haven't really gone over this yet. Um, there's been kind of a lot slowly building up, but there's also like this huge backstory. So that's why we're going to spend so much of the episode talking about this case. There is a whole Netflix three-part documentary series also on the subject, but in case you don't have the time or desire to dive into all that, I will go ahead and summarize the case here for you guys and get you up to speed so when you see the headlines, you know what's going on. So the Murdoch family was a big name down in South Carolina. They had a law firm in the family for generations that was considered one of the most prominent, if not the most prominent law firm in the area. But essentially, there's been a number of strange, tragic, and mysterious deaths surrounding this family leading up to this most recent one within the family. The first one we have to go over is the death of Mallory Beach. Essentially, what happened here was teenagers attempting to take a boat home after a night of drinking. Emotions were high and there were a number of romantic subplots, to be fair. But essentially, Paul Murdaugh, the son of Alex Murdaugh, who is on trial now, insisted on driving his boat home drunk. They hit a bridge and Mallory Beach suffered a head injury in the crash and drowned. What's sketchy, though, is that it does appear, based on accounts from those involved, to have been some sort of effort to conceal Paul's involvement or direct role in driving the boat after the fact. Next is the death of Gloria Satterfield. Gloria was a longtime employee of the Murdoch family. She was intimately involved with the Murdoughs, one could say. Those interviewed in the docuseries attested that Paul Murdaugh, you know, the same kid who was driving the boat in the crash, he carried a picture of Gloria rather than his own family members around in his wallet and that he loved her as a parent, that he was closer to her than he was to his actual parents. Well, one day, 911 is called and a confusing story is told about how Gloria was knocked down some stairs by the family dogs and died. 
But just prior to this incident, she reportedly discovered drugs hidden by the father, Alex Murdaugh, the one who's on trial now, and brought those drugs to the family's attention. Then an insurance policy for employee accidents was taken out on that property. Never a good sign. A month later, she happens to fall and die there. From there, Alex Murdaugh promised the family, Gloria's family, that he would pursue the insurance money on their behalf and bring it to them. He was awarded $4.3 million, but Gloria's family never saw a dime. Lastly, a young man named Stephen Smith was found lying dead in the middle of a country road. Authorities agreed that the death was strange and suspicious. The young man seemed to have stopped because he ran out of gas in his car. But how did he still have his shoes on if this was a hit and run? Why was he in the middle of the road? And how were all of his clothes intact? He only seemed to have these deep cuts to his head. So they couldn't even make sense of the scene what had happened. And well, as police and press investigated and dug into the situation, one name kept coming up, Buster Murdaugh. You see, Stephen Smith was openly gay in high school, and according to classmates, he may have been in a gay relationship with Buster Murdaugh, who attended the same high school, which would likely have not been acceptable to the Murdaugh family. We still don't know how exactly Buster would have been involved in what happened that night, but everyone seems to link Buster to what happened to Stephen Smith. The Murdaws are honestly notorious for being powerful and having the ability to make nefarious situations disappear. But it seems that their lies and scandals eventually caught up with them. It appears that Alex Murdaugh, the one on trial now, had a significant drug problem and he was using his law firm to essentially cheat people out of money in a bunch of different ways. His law firm met to discuss and opted to remove Alex Murdaugh from his own family firm, which would have been completely humiliating to him. At this point, it feels that Alex may have been a desperate man, and that's when the family goes out to their country home, and Alex's wife Maggie and son Paul are shot dead on the property. And then, (laughs) so that's the trial that's going on now, the trial of the murders of Maggie and Paul, so Alex's wife and son. But then, I cannot make this shit up, guys. This is where... If it wasn't crazy enough, it gets really sideways. In the wake of his wife and son's deaths, Alex hires someone to shoot him on the side of the road as he is looking like he's fixing his car, maybe a tire, something like that. The guy missed and only got Alex's shoulder. But it's almost as if Alex wanted authorities to think that the person who shot him on the side of the road maybe shot his wife and son also. So that's when local officials begin to look at Alex sideways. You know, this is a big name family, so they weren't trying to jump to any conclusions on Alex. But after this, it's a little game over. It just seems too fishy and too strange. It's all too much. 
So they start to look hard at Alex as the main suspect. They test DNA, they search his home, and eventually they charge him with the murders of his wife and son. And now he's on trial for those murders. The only remaining Murdaugh who is out and about, pun intended, is Buster. His father, Alex, faces over 85 different criminal charges and has been disbarred. So what happened just recently to bring this all into the news? Well, Alex had always attested that he had gone to visit his ailing parents. Just so happened that he went to visit his ailing parents while his wife and son were shot on the property and that he was not actually at the property at the time that they were killed. But since then, evidence, solid evidence, has come out to prove that he was not only definitively there, but that he was close enough to get their DNA on him at the time that they were shot and killed. He lied, plain and simple. And now he's in a bind. He's been caught. So he actually took the stand, oh, the ego, and cried with tons of snot and admitted to lying about being there. But he still insists that he did not shoot his wife and son. Ah, I can't make this shit up. But he's trying to say that someone with a grudge against the family came to take things out against him by killing his wife and son. So he is really one of the victims here. Do we believe him? Probably not. But we'll be sure to keep you guys posted on his ongoing trial. And that is the news du jour. And today I wanted to leave you guys with the quote, life doesn't get easier, you just get stronger. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. A rate and review or shout out on social media would mean the world to us and help us be able to keep creating the news du jour. But the best way to support all of our work is to become a patron at www.patreon.com forward slash sugar-free media. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram and just sugarfree media, all one word on TikTok. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from. Oh. Oh.